0: Flavor Balance Heat, the podcast for hot sauce lovers and makers, is brought to you by Scoville.com. Try Scoville.com's hot sauce subscription box, where you pick the heat, flavor, and food pairings you want in your box. Get one or three bottles delivered to your door each month. Choose your heat level, flavor profile, and food pairings. And it's completely customizable each month. You no longer have to worry about getting the sauces you don't like or won't use scoville.com specially curates each month's box based on your personal preferences and best of all high desert sauce co butterfly bakery of vermont and irish spikes unique hot sauces are all available at scoville.com
1: i now have a dedicated hot sauce fridge in the basement because my um you know once it got to the point where it was a little over a third of our main fridge was was hot yeah. sauces. I was like, yeah, it's probably time to get a, yeah. a separate fridge. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I actually periodically. He is one of yeah. us, <laughs> yeah, right?
1: He's
3: one of us.
0: Welcome to Flavor Balance Heat, the podcast for hot sauce lovers and makers. I'm Spike. And I'm Claire. And today we're talking to Kenji Lopez-Alt, James Beard, award-winning author of The Food Lab and The Walk, restaurant owner, children's book author, uh, culinary jack-of-all-trades. Oh, and of course, podca- not, not podcaster, but a YouTuber. Big time!
1: Yeah, well, now now podcaster as well. Oh, my my, my podcast coming out uh, at the end of the month, end of February. Oh,
0: I did see something about that. Yeah, I, oh, I'm excited. <laughs> maybe, about Maybe maybe it's
1: already out by the time this episode comes out.
0: Yeah, uh, it. Well, this will be about two weeks out, two and a half,
1: yep. two and a half weeks. So yeah. my podcast will have probably just dropped. Awesome called the oh. recipe. Mm-hmm. What, oh, I'm excited What do you say it's called?
2: That.
1: It's called the recipe They're... with Kenji and Deb. Awesome. Yeah, I'm doing it with Deb Perlman from Spin, Smitten Kitchen. Yeah,
0: wow, that's fantastic. That's great. And I'll so, that. Kenji. You're in San Mateo, or you used to be in San Mateo, right? That's right. Claire is from the Bay Area. I'm from Berkeley. Yeah. All right. Now, do you
1: are you where, still- Where Heat Hot Sauce is located, right? Yeah, where they he, were. He is in, it's in Oakland. They're in Oakland, right? They're
2: now. in Alameda or San Leandro now, but they started in Okay, yeah. 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 Got it, got it. But I live in Vermont yes. now.
3: San Leandro.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not originally from the Bay Area. Um, I moved there in uh, 2000, let's see, what was it? Must have been like two thousand fourteen or fifteen um, for 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 my wife's job mainly. But I'm I'm originally from the East Coast. I'm a, I'm a grew up in New York and Boston. Nice between New York and Boston.
0: Uh-huh. And it
1: I'm a Philly boy. You're a Philly boy. Nice.
0: Are you still do? You, are you still the part owner of uh, Worst Hall?
1: I am not. No. When I we moved to Seattle three years ago, and when we did that, I didn't want to really, I didn't want to try and operate a restaurant from a different city. Uh, so no, I gave up my my steak in that restaurant when we moved here. I can understand. So I currently, I currently don't own any restaurant. Ah, okay.
0: <laughs> How does that uh, feel? It feels great. <laughs> <laughs> so I nice. want to tell you why right. I wanted you to be on here. Um, we okay. usually have a hot sauce makers on here, but, um, I've wanted you to be on this podcast since we, since it began, like literally right after I asked, I badgered Zach to start this. Okay. Um, all of us are kind of uh, we're, we're, we're 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 nerds for food. Uh, yeah, I mean, okay. yeah,
2: <laughs> <Nerds>. yeah <laughs> food
0: science nerds. So the hot sauce industry, I'm sure you've seen this, is kind of inundated with a lot of people trying to get into the hot sauce industry and not necessarily getting all the health requirements taken care of, uh, knowing what the FDA regs are or anything right. like that. Well, we're all kind of geeks on that stuff. And we okay. really want to see kind of the, the hot sauce industry move towards more, more regulated <laughs> and more regulated. Yeah, To yeah, me, yeah. it feels
1: like all the most, like, I feel like there's so many hot, you know, when, when you go to like a, like the state fair or you go to the farmer's market, That's where I see the majority of like small batch hot sauces is like just a a chef or an individual somebody making hot sauce. I don't know in their garage or something who 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 uh, (laughs) brings it to the farmers market or brings it to the fair and sells it there. Um, And I've actually always wondered if there's like, are there. And I'm sh- I'm sh- probably I'm sure the answer is probably yes. But are there big like hot sauce making facilities where a where like a chef can just go and say, oh, hey, yeah. I want to make a hot sauce with these flavors, <laughs> and they will mix those things up for you and put them in a jar and then put your label on them
3: <laughs> yes. and sell
1: them to people. So Claire Claire would
3: be the one of us that could accommodate yeah. that. So birth. so I, oh, okay. So besides our own client.
2: branded product, we're also a, a co packer, so we make other people's products for them with their their just label, label, just like their their when product. we got.
1: Sausages co-packed you would 100
2: yep it, right yep just interesting.
1: like interesting okay and forgot it. cl- so it'd be very easy for me to like plug and play and say hey let's make a kenji hot sauce and say 100% I want it to taste like <laughs> roasted garlic and hibiscus or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: that sounds great <laughs> Like, i don't know about that <laughs> Josh, <laughs> maybe, maybe i, I, I think know. roasted garlic and hibiscus sounds good like especially <laughs> like the, i feel like the sweetness of the garlic with the hibiscus and mm-hmm. um and
1: and the tartness of the hibiscus right
2: and like the stereotypical yeah. would be to go with like a honey or something really sweet with the hibiscus but i feel like the roasted garlic would pull that out in a certain way so i'm not sure what chili pepper like a, a ghost or a habanero with that
1: mm. Yeah. would be really good and, and is it like do you have like a facility there with just like tons and tons of ingredients and are those <laughs> ingredients all fresh are they purees are they like dried things that you reconstitute like is it, is it or is it a mix of everything
2: so um so at Butterfly Bakery of Vermont our whole thing is our relationship to farms so we source all mm-hmm. of our products directly from farms all of our ingredients all of our produce okay um we also make like goat's milk caramel and we get that directly from the farm get the milk from to farm um so we have like a 2,000 square foot freezer full of like chili peppers and onions and garlic and all of that wow. um and that, so that's for our own product. Um, but then yeah. we also, because we're a co-packer, we store lots of other people's ingredients for them as well. So um, some of those are in our freezer, some are in our cooler, some are dried, some are mashes, some, you know, ev- everything.
1: Got it. Got it. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm interviewing <laughs> you here.
0: Well, are okay. Claire.
1: However this
3: plays yeah, out. Well.
0: And uh, this is one of the things I was so excited about because I knew that you'd love this. So all of Claire's ingredients for their stuff are vermont sourced. Yeah. Oh cool.
2: Yeah, every everything is within 200 miles of our kitchen, sometimes within 10 miles.
0: Oh
1: wow! Oh wow! Okay, so you do you do a lot of uh, you do a lot of seasonal work. I mean, your your work changes throughout the year.
2: Yeah. So like right now, I'm putting in my orders for peppers for um, this fall, and then um, and so I'm reaching out to all the farms, seeing what they can grow based on what we need, and then mm-hmm. once I get back hear back from all of them, I'm going to email them again and say this is my order to you for this fall, and then those will come in in the fall. Hopefully they all come in as we want them to come in, but it doesn't always, the mm-hmm. years vary. And uh, and then we'll put them in the freezer and use them for the entire rest of the year. So we're trying to project like I, almost two years out what our needs are, which all right. like <laughs> during hard. the pandemic has been a ride.
1: <laughs> oh Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: So, uh, Kenzie, what got you into spicy food and hot sauce? And
1: oh, my dad! I mean, I remember, um, <laughs> I remember when I was—I must have been six or seven years old. Um, I took a—we took a family trip to Cape Cod, uh, and on this trip was the first time I ate a raw oyster um, and a raw clam, and also the and when I started to get into hot sauce because I remember we we were staying at a, a friend of ours who had a house and um uh, out on Cape Cod. Uh, lent us the house for the week, and so we were staying there. My sisters and I would go out each morning uh, to the beach at low tide and dig up clams, uh, and then we'd go harvesting oysters and bring it back home. And uh, remember sitting sitting on the back porch one night with my dad, and he was uh, he'd like opened up one of the clams because we had steamed some of the clams, and he opened up one of them raw uh, and was eating it. Uh, and he had like a little, a little jar of like some kind of salsa verde. Um, I don't know if, I can't remember if it was homemade or if it was just a jar from the store, but it was like spicy salsa verde that he was putting on this raw clam and eating. Um, and he was like, yeah, come here, Ken, like have a raw clam with me. Um, and so I remember sitting down with my dad and having like thinking, this is weird. Uh, and then I remember him telling me that the hot sauce was going to be hot. Uh, and me thinking, okay, like. In my head, like, oh, I can't be a wimp. I better, I better eat this and not ma- and not have a reaction. <laughs> um, and and uh, I feel like I, I feel. I mean, I remember it being very hot, but I do feel like I, I hid my reaction well. Although, although maybe he had a different different experience watching me. Um, but but it, that was basically it. It was like, oh, cool. Like my dad likes spicy things. I guess I'm gonna like spicy things too. <laughs> um, and you know, my my dad, um, he's a he's a white guy from Pennsylvania. But he's super into both um, Mexican and Chinese cuisine. Uh, and so we spent a lot of time growing up, you know, both in New York and Boston. Uh, we spent a lot of time like going to Chinatown, going finding Mexican restaurants and, and basically you know, just eating. He was always in search of spicy food uh, and I would tag along with him. So I, I was exposed to a lot of spicy food uh, as, a, as a kid. Um, and it's kind of, you know, uh, same, same with my daughter. You know, like my, my daughter now, uh, she's six. Uh, and at least once a week, she'll ask for a little, uh, a little bowl, like, you know, like a one or two ounce bowl, uh, to have on the side of her plate so that she could fill it with chili oil. And she just eats it, like just eats it straight out of the, out of the container, (laughs) like out of the, out of the little cup. I'm I'm (laughs) envious.
2: My, my kids are like, they, I have one kid who's like, you know, it's so spicy, black pepper.
0: Like oh, I failed. I failed as
2: a parent.
1: <laughs> How old is your kid?
2: Um, that one is seven. I've got a seven-year-old and a nine-year-old. Our okay. in our oh. into spicy food? With them is uh, junk food because we don't really let yeah, them eat junk well, food, but we'll time, let them eat right? spicy junk food. I think it'll it'll happen. <laughs> I
0: didn't there's eat time. my
2: hob- first habanero until I was nine, so you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Flavor Balance Heat, the podcast for hot sauce lovers and makers, is brought to you by Irish Spikes Unique Hot Sauces and Vandal Pepper Sauces. I'm Spike, the owner and executive saucier. Our sauces are handmade in the Pacific Northwest using the best possible ingredient. We believe that hot sauce equates to a balance of sensational heat coupled with a robust and complex flavor profile. Live your hottest life with Irish Spikes. Irish Spikes Unique Hot Sauces and Vandal Pepper Sauces are available at saucecult.com
1: and and what's your favorite pepper now?
2: Oh, mine, uh, red, yeah. uh, red jalapeno. Um, I, it's red like, jalapeno. Cool. I know that sounds like super boring. Um, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> the, um, but, uh, <clears throat> but here, you know, I, I've, I got into the way that we do uh, hot sauces just kind of because it's what happened, you know, farmer's market and all that stuff, mm-hmm. back porch making hot sauce. Um, but, uh, but so I started working with the farms and I think we just stumbled into varietals because the varieties yeah. that we get for red jalapenos are just fantastic. And they're just so sweet and juicy and like way hotter than supermarket jalapenos. Um, <laughs> and they're just they're just so good. And I just love the.
1: So, so red jalapenos, if I understand right, are are just green jalapenos that have been allowed to ripen longer yes. or are they completely separate? That, yeah. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Just red. and And those are different. Those are a different species or a different cultivar from Fresno chilies? Yes. Which look kind of like red jalapenos? Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. There's a million different pepper varieties out there.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, at at Warsaw, my restaurant, um, we, we fermented Fresno chilies. Yep. Um, for our, for our like sort of house, it was, it wasn't really a a hot sauce, but it was like, we had, we had like a sort of fermented chili relish that we used in a bunch of things, like mixed it into our queso dip and stuff like that. I
2: I find Um, that Fresnos are a little bit more bitter than jalapenos. I think I I like mm. the Fresnos and Serrano's have like a little bitter edge to them, which is, which is fine. Mm -hmm. I like, I like that purpose, but I just like how sweet a red jalapeno is.
1: Yeah. I remember, I remember when I was um, probably like nine years old. So I had a, I had an uncle, uh, married into the family, uh, who was, um, also, super into spicy food, and he he would grow um, he grew hot peppers. You know, so his his uh, his wife who was my my mother's um, cousin. Um, would tell us that she would she would wake up some mornings. You know, she would wake up at like seven in the morning, go look out the window, and she'd see her husband like sitting in the garden, just sitting there with a the garden hose in his mouth because he had gone out and like eaten a bunch of peppers, and then <laughs> and then had to like cool <laughs> off. So he would wake up at like five thirty, go out to his garden, just start eating like eating hot chilies, and um, uh, and then sit with a garden hose in his mouth. And so the same uncle. Um, he visited us. He visited us in New York once, um, and he went down to a restaurant in Chinatown by himself and asked the chef there uh, to make the spiciest thing they could. Um, and he he was probably a little bit drunk at the time as well. But he uh, ate this dish uh, and then fainted, like collapsed in the restaurant, passed out in the restaurant <laughs> from the heat, uh, and then woke up to like. Uh, well, the police came, the ambulance came, police came, and he didn't want to go to a hospital, so he basically bolted from the restaurant um, ran ran away because the chili was too hot. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like my kind of,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've done that before and I've, I've regretted it and I eat pretty spicy stuff, but it always, uh, it always gets me. So for for me that, for me,
1: that's that incident was, I I was in a Sichuan. Um, I don't remember how long ago, maybe seven, eight years ago, Sichuan in China. And, uh, um, and there was this, um, one dish that I wanted to try, uh, it was, it was this stir fried dish with, chi- uh, with chicken and, and fresh green chilies, really, really hot, fresh green chilies. And so I went to this one restaurant that they told me makes the best version of it. I was by myself uh, when I went there, cause my wife didn't want to go with me, just to eat spicy food. Um, so I went to this restaurant and I ordered like uh, four dishes for myself cause I wanted to try them all. Uh, and it comes out as just massive, massive portions, like enough to feed, you know, family of eight people was on the table in front of me. Um, and, uh, you know, it was one of those things where the server kind of like looked at me when I ordered the dish as if like, it's like, Oh, this like not Chinese looking guy wants to order like the spiciest dish on the menu. I, is like, is he going to regret <laughs> this? Um, and so when the dish came, of course, like I couldn't, I couldn't chicken out again. And so, um, I started eating it. Oh my God. Like I was, I, I did feel like I was going to pass out. Um, and I had to kind of like <laughs> push my way through a dozen bites or so before I, <laughs> I asked him to pack it up and bring it back. But, um. Yeah, there, there's there's limits to how much how much the human body can take, I think. <laughs> For me, at least. Yeah. I, w- I went to Indian food last
3: night, and they're like, how hot you want it? And I looked her dead in her eye, and I was like, I want you to hurt me.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> They did not accomplish uh, no. what I asked. Zach's got a
0: do. superhuman no. uh, spice tolerance, so. Man. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's funny because everyone's tolerances are different, right? And so like any, I, even me, it's like, I don't, when I recommend hot sauces, I don't, I don't, I generally don't recommend like crazy, crazy hot sauces. Cause I just don't eat that many crazy hot sauces, but even the mild, like the moderate ones I recommend sometimes people are like, Oh, that's like this one that doesn't have a balance of flavor and heat. And it's like, well, what does that even mean? A balance of flavor and, and heat, right? Like there's flavor and there's heat. And it's like, you can take a certain amount of flavor of heat, but that doesn't take away from the, the flavor. Like they, the amount of heat you can tolerate is different for every person. But the amount of flavor in there is the same no matter what. So it's like something that tastes balanced to someone, someone could taste really hot to someone else, and it's not like necessarily a flaw of just the sauce. It's just like maybe it's not the right sauce for you, you know?
2: That's yeah, how I
1: feel at least. I, don't
2: know. I, I feel like there are some sauces that are just designed to kill you, and that's oh, it. Sure, sure. That's yeah, all yeah. they're, yeah. you know, debom, bomb yeah. whatever th- those things. Yeah, like yeah. that. But <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I feel like yeah, you just you just play with the flavor and. And and I've definitely had people say, "Oh, that's just hot," and I'm like, "Well, that, that's you can't taste the flavor because all because the the heat's too much."
1: So, right, right, right. Yeah, or yeah, or, or you're just not just used means- to that level of heat, so it's distracting right. you from the flavors. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, either- it just, just means their tolerance isn't that hot, right. That's
3: all. Right. Yeah.
2: Right. It's, it's a tolerance thing, Kenji. Um, your cooking show is so unique and interesting and and fun to watch. Um, is this something that you've gotten any like interest in poking around from like Food Network or from other channels to like turn it into something more? Is it something you even want to do?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, not not um, there's there's yeah, there's been a lot of interest. Um, I've been speaking with I don't know production companies for years about doing various shows here and there. Um, you know, I'm not. I, I'm not sure how to turn what I do into like a TV type of show. It feels like, you know, what I do on YouTube right now, actually. You know, so for years before I started doing this sort of first person, you know, stick a camera on my head and just cook style show, which is what has sort of really struck with my audience so far. But for years I was doing, you know, I did a bunch of other stuff, like tried to try to develop some other types of shows, some more scripted stuff. And um, we did like a, a video series, a, a six part mini series um, based on the Food Lab uh, that was released on, um, on, on Serious Eats uh, maybe 10 years back, 12 years back. Um, None of it really works very well for me. um and then I fell onto this kind of you know to stick a camera on your head, cook, pretend pretend that people are in there in the room with you and you're trying to explain what you're doing as you do it. Uh, and that formula kind of worked for me and it seems to work for the audience. I'm not sure it's the right formula for a TV show um, because you know it feels i feel it feels like it's kind of made for the internet, you know because it has that um, right. that sort of intimacy and that authenticity because you know when I'm cooking on my YouTube channel, I'm cooking stuff that I'm like going to be serving my family later that night it's right. not like there's no swaps there's no extra cameras uh, there's no like k- behind the scenes kitchen where the the prettier food is being made <laughs> to show on camera you know um,
3: there's, there's no cold oven that you're putting things into and then cold <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs>
0: well and i love Which the is, you know, oh go ahead
1: oh no so i was going to say you know that that's not you know the, i am i am sort of still c- consistently working on uh potential you know potential new um, yeah, you know, I, I like pursuing new ideas. So so that's not to say that there won't be any kind of TV thing. Um, I'm, in fact, like in, in conversations currently um, uh, with a production company who we, we might do a TV show together. Um, but, you know, I, I, I really want to find the right thing because I've got so many like I, I, I like doing a lot of different things. And so some at some point you kind of got to pick and choose. And so far, like the exact right team to work with and the exact right show concept um, just hasn't sort of uh, come to be. And it's, and it's not necessarily something I'm actively pursuing. It's like, my goal is not to be a TV star, right? Right. If it, if if I get a if we, if we do something on TV, it'll be because it's something I want to do for fun. Uh, something that I think will reach an audience and help them. Uh, but yeah, but, but like being on TV is sort of not, not part of my uh master plan you know
2: <laughs> I I just watched your um grilled cheese late night grilled cheese like where you just mm. make a grilled cheese and not even talking and yeah. uh, and that was <laughs> fantastic like it was just Oh yeah that I love that
1: <laughs> Somehow that became like my most popular video of all time I don't know <laughs> You know but these I start, so I used to make those videos um, I called them yeah like late night whatever and what I would do is I would go out to uh like a karaoke bar with some friends uh get a little bit drunk and then when i came home i'd want to make some make a snack so i just take a camera on my head and make a snack and then edit that down into like a two minute video without any talking um, that's what that grilled cheese video was And i did a bunch of those and those are always super popular but i i, I quit drinking like uh, i'm well i'm on day 93 now but i quit drinking uh so now i don't i don't make those late night snacks anymore <laughs> Um and I, and I quit smoking pot like a long time ago so I I don't I don't I just don't make those late night snacks anymore so right. so I don't have that kind of content uh and I'm not going to go get drunk just so I can make a silent <laughs> grilled cheese video even if it's really popular yeah Pretend like you got drunk Oh it's hard. And then do yeah I know. There's a certain energy that comes with being drunk that uh like a little bit of a oh, sloppiness oh, no. and like uh and also you know a certain a certain type of I wouldn't say it's a creative spark but like a uh, you know, you lose your inhibitions. And so you're like, all right, I'm going to take this frozen yeah, yeah. chorizo and just like messily grate it on top of, you know, run it through a box grater and put it on a grilled cheese sandwich. And like, yeah, I might do that in real life, but I would do it a little bit neater and I wouldn't leave the mess behind. I, th- I think the, sl- the kind of sloppiness of being slightly drunk is what actually is appealing to a lot of people <laughs> on that. It's like they can feel like they got drunk, but without having the hangover. You know.
0: Well, and I think that <laughs> it has the same appeal in your regular show when, when you're written, uh, when you have to stop because you're like, oh, my daughter said something, I got to go and you stop it and come oh, back. Right. I love that because that really adds to that same kind of intimacy just in a different way.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I find online people, people want to connect, Yeah, right? It's like, it's, it's a platform built for connection. Um, you know, from everything down to like, from the comments to the type of content produced for it, like it's, um. Yeah, it's, it's, people want to connect, and I, I enjoy connecting with the audience, so it works out for yeah.
0: me. Flavor Balance Heat is brought to you by High Desert Sauce Co. out of Tucson, Arizona. Zach is the owner and creative mind behind High Desert Sauce Co.'s hot sauces. He says, at High Desert Sauce Co., we make sauces that we love. The balance of bold heat and fresh flavor is the heart of our philosophy. We keep it simple by using the best ingredients we can get our hands on and letting the natural flavors run the show. High Desert Sauce Co., just the good stuff. Visit High Desert at hdsauceco.com.
3: What's your favorite pepper and what is your favorite spicy dish to make with that pepper?
1: Um, I, my favorite pepper, I would say, you know, based on the types of hot sauces I lean to, um, my favorite peppers are habaneros, you know, habaneros or, or maybe scotch bonnets, but something, you know, something really with a good level of heat and like that, that it's the fruitiness and the sweetness of the uh, of the habaneros I like. Um, although that said, um, when I'm cooking, I would say I would say I probably cook most frequently with something like a like a poblano, you know, cause I, I make, I like, I really love making chili verde. I really love making uh, like roasted poblano salsas. I love making um, chili rellenos. Um, so something like a poblano or maybe, or maybe a, like a New Mexico, you know, like a hash chili, something like that. Um, so like a, a, a milder green pepper with a little, is, is probably what I cook with most frequently. It's still hot, but not, you know, not like an habanero hot. Um, yeah. And then, you know, and then, you know what I, I really also love, I love Thai bird chilies. Um, I cook a lot of Thai food at home. So I, um, you know, they also have that kind of balance of sort of really fruitiness and a bit of sweetness to them. Um, and, and really intense heat that I like. Um, so, you know, making, uh, making like a pounded, um, pounding chilies in a mortar and pestle with garlic and palm sugar is like the start of a lot of cooking
0: sessions for me. So I have a question for you that Zach hates. (laughs) Zach hates this question. It's it's stupid. (laughs) All right. (laughs) You're on the cruise ship. It goes down. You're the only survivor. You're on a okay. desert island. Um, yeah, cuisine from the ship floats ashore all the time. So you have a, a wide range of things you can eat. But there is yeah. only one hot sauce on the ship, one yeah. palette of it. So you get to have it uh-huh. on everything. <laughs> what sauce would you like that to be? Oh,
1: probably the one I use most frequently is the, the Yucateco it could, could be leak, like the you know the the Mayan, the Mayan Yucateco hot sauce, ah. the black one. Um, which i think as far as like a commercially available you can get it in any supermarket you can get it like probably at the corner grocery store um i think has uh the best sort of yeah you know, it has that really nice sort of roast um sort of charred um habanero flavor it's got the sweetness it's got like a pretty intense heat um i think it's just yeah it's, it's you know <laughs> it has a good balance of flavor and heat i would say <laughs> um but uh so the el
3: yucateco black is what you yeah
1: that's what that's what i use most frequently at home like that okay. that's like on our table all the time you know that that um you know it's so like so like that one the ones that we have all the time you know every everything rotates so there's always like a rotating selection but i would say the maybe the four that we have at all times like in the fridge around the table are the the yucateco black uh frank's um the uh the mary sharps Belizean heat and uh and probably oh and um uh secret aardvark yeah i remember Oh, oh, oh also also what's it called also um uh, what's it called? Uh, inner Beauty. We always have some Inner Beauty.
0: Oh, I don't know I don't that. I've tried that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, Inner Beauty is a hot sauce that was created by Chris Schlesinger, who was the chef at a place called East Coast Grill in uh, in Cambridge. Um, he he created this hot sauce. So it's, it's a kind of tropical hot sauce. That's, it's pretty hot, not super hot, but it's like a mustard and mango and papaya sort of base, I think. Um, and uh, he created this hot sauce at his restaurant, East Coast Grill, and then he started bottling it. Uh, and then, you know, I remember my dad loved the sauce. Um, my dad also lives in Cambridge, but my dad loved the sauce and we always had a bottle of it in our fridge growing up at home. Uh, and he eventually sold, he wrote the recipe on the back. Like he came up with it on the back of a napkin. You know, he has that recipe frame somewhere. Uh, and then he sold the recipe, uh, and then it got sold again. And now it's made by, I can't remember what it's called. Maybe it's called Todd's inner beauty now or something, but, um, it's uh yeah somebody somebody bought the recipe it was out of production for a number of years and then it came back into production I think 3 or 4 years ago. I remember reading
0: about that sauce somewhere now that you mentioned it. Um I wish I could remember where but uh, yeah, it's, and I was looking up that recipe because I wanted to see what was in it because everybody was raving about this sauce. I remember that now.
1: Yeah, it's it's my favorite that or secret Aardvark are my favorite hot sauces to dip grilled cheese or quesadillas into which is like yeah, it's like my go my go to snack is a quesadilla and then like I'll squeeze some hot sauce straight onto the straight onto the cutting board and just like dip it as I go. Um and that, it's nice. it's usually secret aardvark. Maybe a mix of secret aardvark and like spicy yellow mustard, um or or inner beauty.
0: That was one of the reasons why I sent you our sauces Early on, I was watching your videos, and you opened your fridge, and I saw your hot sauces there. And I'm like, I need mine there, so I sent it to your restaurant. And and then I didn't expect. I'm like, I'm like, you don't have to do anything. You were so nice, and you posted about it, which was wonderful. And um and then oddly enough, Chef Zimmern a uh, Chef Az, mm-hmm. down in the comments on your post said, I love their sauce, and I was like, when did oh, nice. when did he get our <laughs> sauce? So I started talking to him. So you created another. nice we chat all the time. So
1: oh, good. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah,
2: <laughs> the, uh, I'd love to send you some of my sauce. <laughs> should...
1: Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Right? I, like, I like tasting things. I like I like uh, I like giving feedback and tasting things. Yeah, cool. I, I now have a de- we um, since that time. I now have a I now have a dedicated hot sauce fridge in the basement because my um it, you know w- once it got to the point where it was a a little over a third of our main fridge was was hot yeah. sauces. I was like, yeah, it's probably time to get a yeah a separate fridge <laughs> yeah.
2: i i actually periodically he is one of yeah, us right
3: <laughs> he's one of yeah. us
2: the uh we i periodically clean out my fridge of hot sauces because like it just i i want to keep tasting oh, yeah. all the hot sauces and then there's some that i want to finish the bottle and then there's some that i don't so yeah i make room so i did, i only we i don't know it's a- it's not a third of my fridge it's just like the whole door so you
1: know yeah it's like <laughs> it's like when i had to choose like which which child to keep <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Right>. <laughs> when you had to choose
1: so
3: you got, we, make we understand
1: <laughs> we we get it 100 we get it
3: so
2: uh kenji what inspires you
1: um i mean you know career-wise what inspires me is hearing from from people you know hearing from readers or people who, who like watch my stuff and uh and you know, say they, they cook this thing for their family or they made this thing for their kids and they loved it or, or, you know, or they just, they're just happy cause they were in a rut and they picked up a new skill. Um, so, you know, seeing that, you know, ultimately cooking, like what I do writing recipes, like ultimately it's pretty trivial compared to a lot of stuff that you one could do, you know, but, um, at the same time, it's like one of those things where it feels like it, you know, it, it, I'm glad to know that it enriches people's lives and it brings pleasure. Like it's not saving lives, but it's enriching lives and it's helping people connect and it's helping people feel better about themselves. It's it's helping people find joy. Um, I think it's helping people feel empowered and develop new skills. Um, And so, you know, I think that's sort of what inspires me to keep, to keep keep doing this that. And also, you know, it's like, for me, a lot of the reason I do my job is just, I, I just find it really fun. You know, it's, it's really awesome to me that, I can make a career doing something that I would be doing in my spare time if I couldn't make a career out of it, you know, yep. so that yeah, it, awesome and, and terrible in some ways also because I feel like everything I do, it ends up being somehow related to work, which is, you know, a, a, its own its own separate <laughs> yep. thing. Um, yep. But, uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> But, you know, it's like for years, uh, you know, I, I would watch cooking shows growing up on TV and I'd be like, wait, but why? But you just said this. But wait, why this? Why that? And uh, and I would go and try to find the answers in books um, and or talk to my chefs. And, you know, and so to be able to like be able to have the opportunity to spend the time to like sort of sift through all of the information out there and really sort of get to the bottom of some questions I've had is is a, is a pretty cool thing for me. It's like it's, it, it, everything. It, it feels like. Um, you know, it feels like you're you're solving mysteries and like you're picking up clues and solving solving mysteries, which which to me is fun.
2: I'm Claire George. I own Butterfly Bakery of Vermont. We make hot sauce, mustard, cookies and granola and 100% of our products are made with Vermont ingredients. The thing that I hear most often from people is that my hot sauce tastes like the peppers that are in it. We do really simple recipes that don't get too crazy and nitpicky, just to really accentuate the the flavor of the peppers that are in there. The unique thing about our hot sauces is how much we feature the farm and the relationship with the farm and really um, bring the terroir of Vermont to our hot sauces. I am pretty sure I am the number one purchaser of Vermont grown chili peppers. I would love it if there would be a legitimate pepper market in Vermont where people would know Vermont for its peppers. We're all better for supporting each other. You know, and, and I think. That part really shows itself with the collaborations that I do with the other businesses and the other farms that that I love working together and coming up with new ideas and presenting each other with new challenges. And I think overall, that's the attitude here. And I absolutely love it because that's my attitude. I try to live my life with love. The ingredients that I use, I would say that my values are reflected in that, Um, that I use ingredients that, again, feel good, feel loving, feel supportive. relationship with the farmer was how it all began. If I changed the reason for it being, if I went out and bought some commodity peppers, you know, it might not be as good.
0: (laughs) You can find Butterfly Bakery of Vermont hot sauce, mustard, granola, and cookies at ButterflyBakeryVT.com.
3: I don't know how long you've been talking with Spike, but you know, his mind goes 8 million <laughs> miles an hour. He's got a new idea every minute. Like, you know how it is. Uh, like this podcast, he begged me to do this podcast for like three months before I broke down. And here I am. Yeah. So he has this idea to do a hundred dollar hot sauce. Okay. <laughs> uh, and we are asking guests whether, uh, what ingredient or process do you feel would warrant a $100 hot
1: sauce?
0: Yeah, it has to be worth it. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you can yeah, put I – mean, like, we, We're, we're going to make a, like a, a legit $100 hot sauce. No, put, not, uh, put $100 just, worth of gold flake in there <laughs> <laughs> that I can strain out and turn into a an earring. <laughs> second, um, second time we heard that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I mean,
0: uh, I'd go, I'd go, I can't think I of any hot sauce that would
1: be worth hundred dollars. Put
0: you on the spot with that. <laughs> it, was, it was the
1: last. It was the last bottle of hot sauce that my that my dad made before he died. <laughs> Maybe that's worth some money. Oh, yeah. I don't. No, he's not dead. I'm kidding. Wow. Uh, but, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess there. I mean, there's already like a truffle hot sauce out there, and it's not a hundred dollars. But but uh, I've never tried it. I assume it. I, I assume it tastes bad. But <laughs> like most jars, one hundred percent. Uh I don't know. I mean, um, chilies picked by hand from the you know the jungle primeval <laughs> The uh, we um, deep deep in the jungles of where 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 did the, uh, the I, don't, I don't remember Guatemala Guatemala.
0: We've had koji fermentation was one of our answers. Okay. Uh, we've had um, a few different ones uh, that have been. Yeah, plums. Mm. Um, what, what about yeah. if you did
1: if you made it go through like a like a like a balsamic vinegar aging process where you where you age it in a bar- in 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 sequentially smaller and smaller barrels made out of different types of wood until you have like a really intense concentrated sauce at the end with all the flavors of the wood.
2: Well, I, you know, I from, have like f- I have a barrel right now of vinegar that's been aging for a year um mm. in my kitchen so we could start with i mean that. that could
1: do it right <laughs> the, the the amount of money it takes to age something for a really extended period of time because you have to pay for the space to store it and you have to maintain it like that could add up to 100 like you know a bottle of balsamic vinegar costs more than 100 and it's just because it takes that long to you know whatever it is 27 years or something to make it
2: do, do you have you had expensive ingredients in your kitchens that are worth it that you've enjoyed working with
1: well, I don't know what worth it means. You know, it's like, uh, I, yeah, I mean, I've worked in restaurants where we buy white truffles at like, you know, thousands of dollars, uh, a, a, a pound or an ounce. Uh, it's worth it to work with those ingredients cause I'm not paying for them, but I'm not, <laughs> I wouldn't buy a white truffle <laughs> on my own. Um, I know, you know, but I do, you know, I like sometimes I'll splurge for like a black truffle at, at Christmas or something. Like if we want to do something super fancy and like, you know, I'll splurge. Um, I think, um, I don't know what worth it means. <laughs> there are there are expensive ingredients I really love. Like, I, yeah, I love truffles. I love foie gras. I love caviar. I love all those things. Um, I don't always have the budget to buy them. Um, uh, I do I do think to myself, like, you know, once, once a winter, once a winter, I like to sort of pick a restaurant that I know has like white truffles and go and just say, today I'm going to like do a white truffle splurge meal and just get like, you know, a plate of pasta with white truffle shaved on it and be like, all right, I'm going to spend 200 bucks on this. I'll do it once a year or maybe once every few years. And to me that is worth it because it's, it's just a unique experience I think. Um, but I can also see that that seems t- completely ridiculous to many people. To yes. Most people probably. <laughs> no. no,
3: I mean, you got, you got to take care of yourself. You got to treat yourself once yeah. in a while.
1: It's to. like, you know, it's like for me, it's that. it's like I go to people's houses and I see they have like a wall of like, you know, the people who connects collect sneakers and they pay a couple hundred bucks for a sne- pair of sneakers that they never wear. And to me, like, that seems crazy but it's like i'm not gonna judge you for that you do that like i'll go i'll spend that 200 on a on a truffle meal that i'm gonna crap out six hours later right? <laughs> like we, either one of us could accuse the other of being wasteful but <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah but your meal gave you energy those shoes just sit on that shelf <laughs> that's
1: possibly true
0: yeah yeah so hot takes so- you know what a hot take is, right? It's uh, sure the opposite yeah. of the norm. you have the so right. do you have any hot sauce or spicy food hot takes?
1: Well, I would say my hot sauce hot take is that on the whole, broadly commercially available hot sauces are better than those hot sauces made by small producers. There are exceptions, but on the whole, if you go to a sm- if you go and see like a no like a tiny label at, at the supermarket or whatever at the hot sauce shop and you try it compared to like something that's been on the market and tested for a long time, it's probably not going to be as good, but by just sticking with the commercial stuff, you don't, you know, you don't branch out. You don't find anything exciting, but yeah, that, that would be my hot take that most people getting into the game are not very good at it until they've had some experience at it.
0: I agree. Uh, you know, we've, we all, we've you, gone around with other makers and I've said, because we get a lot of hot sauce from people and yeah. we've done like, what's what percentage of them are good, uh, for you. And for me, it's like, Twenty percent is probably good,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know. Fifteen. And,
1: and by when you say by good, you mean just sort of like technically
0: well made, yeah, or just or you something I would like. I would or, like. Otherwise, or that you don't see a flaw. in it. Yeah, either. the other seventy-five to percent, I don't finish. You know, it's it's yeah. most of the time.
1: I mean, it's 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 hard to differentiate differentiate yourself, right? Because there's so many so many hot sauces out there, and everybody wants to do it, and. Uh, yeah. It's hard to differentiate. And especially if, you know, especially if your differentiation is really just like, you know, not adding crazy flavors, just like really working on coming up with like something simple that, that is, well, I'll use the word again, but that is well balanced, you know? Um, Cause yeah. Cause it's, it's, it, it is relatively easy to differentiate by say by say adding, yeah. Yeah. Hibiscus and long pepper, whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> Add, adding your crazy ingredients and saying, Hey, nobody else has done this flavor combination before. Um, but just like nailing a really basic sort of pure chili, uh fermented like a fermented chili flavor profile that is unique is i think really hard.
0: Claire's uh cilantro onion is one of my all-time favorite hot sauces. And what what ingredients okay. are in that Claire?
2: Uh it's a uh, cilantro onions, green jalapenos, vinegar and salt.
0: And it's nice. just beautiful. <laughs> I I she literally sent me a half gallon recently.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nice. I want to send you some of our single varietal sauces um so because we work directly with farms we get these like really cool peppers and we have this one yeah. that people have really been loving um called a mystery pepper sauce, which i I didn't have it when I sent you guys zach and spike uh, sauces so i'll I'll send you a bottle too and yes, it's please. really basic Ooh. it's pepper vinegar salt like there's no. Oh. Um, but we're using, we, we, yeah, (laughs) we, um, we get vinegar that's made locally. So it's, um, it's a white vinegar, but it's not distilled. Um, so it's still Uh got like the mother and it's got a, like a little bit of a fermented flavor and, um, and this, this mystery pepper is just sprung up in a field of ghost peppers. Um, and it's got the flavor of a golden ghost, but the, um, and, and not quite the heat level of a golden ghost, but like a little under, still pretty hot, but the juiciness Mm -hmm. and sweetness of a bell pepper. It's oh, really, it's really, really hey. good. Yeah. yeah. I'll sounds send, good. I'll
1: send you guys some. Yeah. I mean, you, you guys know that like ch- I mean, chili oils, especially like chili crisp is how like has gone through a, it's gone through a thing like in the last few years. Right. Yes. And there's so many of those on the market now. Like what, what how do you feel about that trend?
2: <laughs> well, I, I'm just going to step in before they do. My hot take is I hate chili crisp. Oh really?
1: (laughs) The one specific word, or as a concept in general, it's a a concept. I don't like. I don't like the taste of like
2: oil. Like just, just I don't Mm. like eating just oil. And then the crisp itself is like gets stuck in my teeth, and I just. God. So even
1: something like a like a Mexican like salsa matcha, like a like a Mexican oil based. The,
2: yeah, no, no, I know exactly what got you're it. talking about. I actually got one in New York City, and I was like, "Oh, this looks really interesting." And I opened it up, and I was like, "Oh, no, nope, this isn't gonna be for me."
3: Got it. Okay, all <laughs> so, right. But okay. it's my optic.
2: I recognize that. <laughs>
3: I personally uh, have been trying to figure out the legally legal process to bring a chili oil to market mm. because I, I I do chili oil. You like for it? Fun. Nice.
0: I, I I love chili oils yeah. um and I would like to make one at some point but I just it, it has to be worth it I have to have you know an yeah. avenue at it so at some point I'll try and figure it out but it I It's, it's a very it. different process from making a hot sauce. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely oh, yeah. Have you, have you tried have you tried uh the Kari,
1: Kari the it's a Seattle brand like a local Seattle brand called Kadikari? Kari. No. Oh, well, I will send you a, I will send, I can send all three. If I get, I'll get your information. I'll send all three of you a jar for a jar of that I bought yeah. a case of it before Christmas to use as g- gifts for people. Cause it's my favorite chili oil. Oh, wow. And, but, and uh, I should I have, say, I, I do last. like chili
2: oil, like using it the way you would use an oil. I mean, I like oils. I just yeah. chili crisp, like, putting oil like straight up on my food. I don't.
1: Enjoy. Got it. Got it. Well, I'll send you a jar of this. You might like it. And know. my Let's husband
2: see. loves <laughs> that stuff. So that's fine too. But Zach, I was going to say legality wise, it's the same as a salad dressing. Um, so there's no, if, um, it's, it's not acidified. If you have any acid, it's just acid formulated, formulated, formulated. I can't say it right, but, um, <laughs> the, um, formulated. Nope. Um, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you can just hot pack it. Um, so you, you have to deal with issues of rancidity, um, you know, concerns with hot packing it. And I don't know as much about that. But legally wise, it's just, you know, you're making another food.
0: Hmm.
3: Awesome. Okay.
1: Her... Do, do those rules change like when I you're bet... selling within a state or if you're taking it across state borders? You know? State
2: laws vary widely. Um, Got it. For, for acidified foods. So we're we all fall under acidified food productions, which have this whole extra set of rules beyond if you're just like... I started as a bakery, so baked goods, we can just do whatever the heck we want with our just health right. department inspection. Um, but with acidified foods, we have to submit all our recipes to the FDA and or submit our processes to the FDA. And, and we have to do all, jump through all these hoops and follow these logging and re, um, things, but. Got
1: it. And so, so does that mean that there are like, for example, are there States you can't ship a hot sauce to because they have rules that are stricter than what you've been producing under?
2: No. So the, um, no. the United States has the, the, um, I don't remember what lot is, but basically you can't hinder com- commerce between states. Um, okay. And yeah. that was actually a big deal during the pandemic because all of a sudden states were like closing their borders. And that's something that states kind of aren't allowed to do. Um, mm. So anything that's approved in one state can be sold in any state. Um, Got it. Okay. Now c- countries can have different laws, and like I know a Canadian hot sauce maker who has to follow American rules because he sends stuff to the United States, um, right, right, even right. though Canadian rules are totally different than American rules.
0: Got it. Yeah, I yeah. know that, that California has the strictest rules that we that we've come yeah. across. We have a friend yeah. of bottles there. Yeah,
2: really, really strict. Uh, I mean, which is which is good. I mean, yeah. it's
0: it, it it's not a bad thing. Yeah, it's so. Not.
2: The,
3: the FDA is warranted. They, you know, they don't do what they should do. So California stepped in like, hey, we're we're gonna be the FDA and they have to get every batch of sauce that they make released by the state.
2: Yeah. It's so crazy. somebody has to come to your facility and test your sauce before each you get each batch. Yep.
1: Wow. Every hey, batch. Wow, yes, yeah. yeah. That's intense. As opposed
2: to in Vermont, which I mean, we it, just kind of do what we want.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and I'm in Idaho. Same in, in Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. Idaho, Vermont, yeah. and uh, Arizona. Yeah, Arizona. Okay. <laughs> Arizona. How's the winter been in Vermont a so far? Uh, no,
2: shitty. This has been a shitty, shitty winter. Yeah. Um, it is 46 <laughs> degrees today, which is oh, wow, awful. Yeah. Um, it, we've had rain this winter. We'll get like a giant snow dump, and then it'll rain, and it'll all melt, and then flooding. We had flooding in December, which why? Mm. Um yeah, no, this is a ridiculous December. Winter. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. When I just had this like somebody just made this brilliant suggestion that we should do because we I mentioned we do goat's milk caramel, that as like a recipe for our website, we should do caramel on snow. Um, just oh yeah, yeah. Cook, cook it down yeah. further and then have it, you know, like sugar on snow, but caramel on snow. And I was like, That's really yeah. great. No snow in the forecast for the next yeah. two weeks at all. <laughs> a little bit of rain, but no snow. So
1: oh man. Well, that's rough.
2: Yeah, yeah. All right. Would oh, you believe, me?
1: Would you believe yeah. I, for, I,
3: for, I forgot? To, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> well, Go get it. So,
2: Kenji, we're doing hot I mean, sauce I... show and tell. So, um oh, okay. So you get to show off a hot sauce that you think that we should oh. all know about.
1: Are, are we all? Are we all showing off? Should I... yes, yeah, we're all you're showing first. off. So you're you, the get, guest. you get to start. Okay. okay, yeah. okay. Uh, all right. You, so I, this this is the... the this is the inner beauty. I, oh. I have a case of it. So, uh oh. um, cool. Yeah, this is, so it, it is, it's, it is called Todd's Inner Beauty now. Um, it's made in Maine. Um, but yeah, this is originally Chris Schlesinger from the East Coast Grill uh, in Cambridge. It's his recipe that was then bought, uh, I think changed hands a couple times and now is made by uh, this company called Todd's uh, in Maine. Uh, but, it, but, you know, to my taste, it tastes pretty much what I remember it uh, uh, before they relaunched it. You know, obviously you can't really do it. Actually, you know what? I bet my mom still has a jar from like 20 years ago in her fridge. At home. <laughs> I would not be surprised if she had the same, the same, the same like jar that, that was in there when I went off to college or something. Um, so I, maybe I can, maybe I can compare it to That'd a 20, you know, 25 year old bottle, but <laughs> or even, it would be even older than that. Cause it was, you know, uh, 25, 30 year old bottle. I bet she has one, but anyhow. Um, yeah. I really love it. It's got, um, let's see. It's, I mean, it's a mustard based sauce with some tropical flavors um, a reasonable, a reasonable amount of heat, but not, not crazy hot. Um, and I think it's, uh, yeah, I think it's great. Uh, it's great on, I, I you know, I use it for dipping grilled cheese, dipping quesadillas. I think it's also really great when you have, uh, like something like a, uh, like grilled. So grilled seafood, like uh like a, like grilled shrimp or grilled lobster dipped into a little bit of this, I think is really yeah. great. Um, it, it, yeah, it's, it's just a really good all around sauce. Anything you would put mustard on, I think, um, or or hot sauce on, uh, you can use this. Awesome, that
2: sounds great.
3: What you got, Claire? Um,
2: so, um, I couldn't remember what I had brought, uh, before, what I've, what I've shown before and what I haven't. So I grabbed something I know I haven't shown. So it's not a hot sauce, but it's a locally made. Um, this is, there we go. Sober Mesa is a local company and it's a, they call it a kimchi paste. Um, they used to call it gochujang. Um, I think that it's kind of, it's their own invention of things. Um, but it's use it just like a gochujang and it is way better than almost any gochujang I've ever had. Mm. And it is, um, I, I mix it in with like, um, sour cream or like creme fraiche and use it as like a dipping sauce. Um, oh. I use it in any sort of like stir fry or just like as, as an intro, the beginning of, of, um, a lot of sauces. I'll also spread it on like burgers is really, really good. Um, yeah, we're, I don't, you can't really see the back, but it's, it's, it's actually pretty empty. Um, but, uh, yeah. but I know I haven't shown this one before and I love it.
0: Zach, you go next. Yeah. Me, oh
3: man, <laughs> I, I can either show off one of something I make or uh, recycle another bottle. Show off something I you made. Why not?
1: I'll just break you, the rules. I'd like to see what you make.
3: Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll, we'll show off the Cafe yeah. Mole. All right. So it's like an authentic Mole, but made with coffee and it's
0: hot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that sounds great, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I brought you, you're probably familiar no, with. Oh, go ahead, Zach. What were you going to say? Oh, no. Um, so uh, you're probably familiar with Lucky Dog. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: They're also California based. Yeah. Now.
0: As a matter of fact, we just interviewed yep. Scott uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, this is his Heats a peach. It's a really good one. Um, yeah. I don't think I've tried I really that, like one. that one. I'm not a big fan of. Uh, I, I make a peach one that I like. Uh, I've tasted other people's peaches sauces, and mm, and uh, this one is one I do like. It's really good. The mm. peach comes through, which is what I always want. So, yeah, you know, I, I find it's it's
1: with with a lot of sort of fresh fruits, even like fresh, you know, it, it,
0: it, with with jarred
1: hot sauce and hot sauces in general. I find sometimes you lose that you lose that freshness, uh, especially yeah, something like a peach. It's like. Yeah, it, it, you don't want it to taste like canned peaches, right? Yeah, um, yeah, and it, it's hard to get that that flavor to come through. Um, I, I mean, I'm assuming because it's like the you know the the pasteurization process or whatever it is, like it something in there that the preservation, something that makes it, I don't know, it rob it rob it steals some flavors that are hard to that are hard
0: to get in there. Yeah, as soon as you have you that know, vinegar, it, it pickles out, so. it and it gets weird. Yeah,
2: you yeah. Know, we have a client that uses flavorings to just help emphasize like fruit flavors, and and mm-hmm. I, when they when they first approached me and said that this is what they used, I got all like you know <laughs> snobby about it and was just like, oh, you're using flavorings, and I tried these things and I was like. These are really fantastic. They're all natural. They come from the fruit itself. Um but it's right. like really common in like orange juices for example that they have these added mm. flavors that come from oranges so it's not listed as mm. a separate thing in the ingredients. Um but they really this like particular one it just tastes like you just picked that fruit off the plant and and you're enjoying it on a beautiful summer day and I was like I mm. I don't know if I should complain about that because it's really great.
1: Yeah. What is it? What is the flavor? There's, I think it's maybe like artificial raspberry flavoring or something like something that comes from like the anal gland uh, of beavers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there, is, there is one flavoring that's like, yeah, this came out of a beaver's ass. Oh, wow.
2: <laughs> well, I was just going to say that the Milky Literally, Way yeah. tastes like raspberries, right? Didn't they determine that?
1: Do they? Yeah.
2: yeah but the Milky Way tastes like raspberries.
1: <laughs> How did they determine that?
2: I think it was oh, like- just the-
1: by like the, the bulk of the chemicals in it or something? Yeah,
2: exactly. Exactly. Oh, huh,
1: interesting. <laughs> So what's next for you, Mr. Kenji? <laughs> what's next? Well, I, I, and I got that podcast, which I guess has just launched if you're listening to this at the end of February. Um, so that, that's that been exciting. Um, you know, the, the, and the pod, our podcast is called The Recipe. Um, it's me and Deb Perlman from Smitten Kitchen. And we talk about uh, classic recipes and our versions of them. And the idea is that we want to sort of Show behind the scenes of how the recipe development process works, um, and in the and in that process, and discussing that, showing you how you can sort of tweak recipes to be your own, um, and really sort of diving deep into why we do certain things uh, in individual rep- recipes. Um, our first episodes are about uh, macaroni and cheese, meatloaf, and uh, let's see what else. Oh, pancakes, tomato soup. It'll, it'll you know we're we're going to cover all the classics and kind of dive deep into them. Um, so that that's pretty fun, um, and I've got. I'm working on a new book as well. Um, it'll be a couple of years before it's out because it'll be another kind of big one. But um, yeah, you yeah, don't. On, I guess I'm, I'm uh, always working on a new book. You
0: don't do small books. <laughs> <laughs> I did a kid's book. That was pretty that's small. True, but that, that's but true. This, the
1: kid's book took longer to write. I mean, it was more work to write that one than my big books, actually. <laughs> but um but yeah yeah i I have not historically have not done small cookbooks No, <laughs>
2: that that podcast sounds no, fantastic not, yeah. that's um recipe development oh, is my okay. thing, and i I used to be a recipe writer and then decided to just put oh, cool. my energy into my own business but um that's uh that's the the why behind recipe development is just my yeah. favorite thing to exist with.
1: Well, we're not at the point where we're we're having guests on the show yet, but if we if we do come to that point, we we, we should have a uh, we should do a hot sauce episode. Yeah. Oh, absolutely.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. I, We'd be happy to show I up. I, at some point, I did send you a message, uh, uh, trying to get you to start working on a, a hot sauce book. <laughs> on a hot sauce yeah. book. Yeah, there's no definitive hot sauce book out there, and I think it's you mean like the time cooking with hot sauces or making hot making sauces? making it. Yeah, and uh, like mm. all. All there's so there's such a wealth of knowledge out there about hot sauce. It's what? all over the world. I think there really isn't anything what? standard that you can go to, and uh, yeah. it's a it, there's a big hole.
3: Mikey Mikey V wrote a hot sauce book, dude. Like hundred recipes from around huh. the world. Oh, 100-ish. I
0: haven't seen that one.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I'm not really. Yeah, I'm dude. honestly not much of a hot. Like I made we made hot fermented chilies and made hot sauce in my restaurant. I don't really make it at home. Although um, uh, my daughter for Christmas this year bought me a. Uh, a hot sauce making kit. Yeah, she, uh, I don't know if you she know this. Field, was like, oh, Papa, oh. you like hot sauce? Here's a. Uh, yeah. And, and she brought me a hot sauce making kit, which I thought was so, very thoughtful of her. So
3: you you're gonna get addicted. You're gonna become a hot sauce maker, and you're gonna be our fourth co.
0: So I'm not joking. So many people we've had on here got a hot sauce making kit before they started a hot yeah. sauce company.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, <laughs> like no joke. I thought it was a very thoughtful gift. Yeah, I haven't used it yet, but um, but Wait, I, I maybe this summer we'll grow chilies and we'll ferment them.
2: One one of our uh, one of our plans of like a new product is releasing our own hot sauce making kit um, with oh, cool. like our vinegar and our peppers. But mm. we'd have to like dehydrate them, which is we don't have a big dehydration setup, and so I figure I'd have to figure out how to do it. But I just feel like yeah, getting a hot sauce making kit. Do
3: you have an oven?
2: Uh, I I do you have yes, an oven? I do have. I do have ovens.
3: So 190 degrees yeah. and kind of prop the door open a little bit and just keep, yeah, you know, shaking them around in the pan. It takes four fucking ever, <laughs> <Right. like 12
2: laughs> hours. I had the opportunity to buy this like heat pump dehydrator that fit four whole like speed racks in them. And it was, mm. I, I had to turn it down, but oh man, that would have just been a beautiful it's sun
1: day. dry sun's free.
2: Not, there's not a lot of it in Vermont.
1: Oh uh, yeah, I guess not. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah.
2: Actually, today was
0: sunny. Overnight, a A restaurant. There we go. A restaurant I worked at that will remain nameless used to have us put our tomatoes in at two fifty and leave (laughs) for the night. Yeah, for the night. And
1: oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 do that too. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Not uncommon. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Uh, that, I, in fact, the restaurant that did that that I worked at also had a kitchen fire one night. Not related to the. Oh, tomatoes, that's good. <laughs> because someone turned accidentally turned the heat on the. We would also leave stock going overnight, you know, because we'd cook our veal stock for thirty whatever something hours, uh, and somebody accidentally turned it up to high heat before leaving,
0: oh. and that caused
1: a big fire. <laughs> I um
2: I had some friends visiting, and they wanted to see my cannery because they hadn't seen it yet. So we went and visited on a Sunday. And discovered that somebody had knocked the, um, knocked the, the knob on our stove before leaving. We actually think Uh, it was Thursday that it happened. Um, just given on like who was where and when, and it was just pumping out, uh, propane into the building for days and, and we, we walked in and we're like, that's a funny smell. But then we were like, oh, maybe it's some onions. Cause it was that time of year that we were bringing in a lot of onions. And uh, then we got to the kitchen and we could hear the hiss of the propane oh. coming out. And, and at the time I thought propane was heavier than air. So I was like, mm. I'm going to open my garage, my overhead doors and the motor's way up there. So I'll open them. And then. Fortunately, what I didn't know didn't kill me because propane's lighter than air, and that means it was right next to the motors that we opened, and but yeah. it, all, it all left and it was fine. But it could we could have just it literally exploded the whole place to smithereens yeah oh man i, sh- I yeah. should have just called the fire department let them do
1: it yeah well what you're supposed <laughs> yeah. to do is um you're supposed to, you're, to see where the propane is coming from you get really close and then to to get a little more light you light a lighter right next to it good you call a okay that's i'll the, give that a try next time.
2: time yeah <laughs> we did actually that same stove just uh like a month ago uh sprouted a leak out the side and it was shooting flames just like off, oh, nice. off in one direction okay. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's good nice <laughs> All right. So maybe we shouldn't bottle this $100. Facility.
2: That's a stove we would be coming on. It kind of sounds like a desk. it has a brand new gas line.
3: So. There you <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> kind of sounds like a
1: desk.
2: Like <laughs> That's the most restaurant def- place in right. our kitchens, yeah. Um, um, Kenji, do you have any questions for us?
1: Oh, I feel like I've been asking my questions <laughs> along the way. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> um, let's see. No, I don't think I, not, I, I not when I'm just put on the spot like that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He's been asking questions uh whole time. Yeah, he has. Absolutely. Well,
0: I am really, this has been wonderful. Um, and, uh, I've been excited about doing this for a while. So thank you so much. I was nervous to ask you. Oh, no, I'm, I, I I like
1: doing stuff like this. Yeah. (laughs) I'm, I'm always up for helping, uh, talking, talking to interesting people about interesting stuff. Um, so no, this is, this was a pleasure for me. I, this is definitely the first, uh, the longest conversation I've ever had about hot sauce and uh, the first uh, hot sauce podcast I've ever been invited to. So. That's
2: awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yay! It's been great having um, you.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. yeah.
0: Flavor Balance Heat, the podcast for hot sauce lovers and makers this has been a Spike Mine Media production.